The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drop Back podcast. I'm hosting for the first time and joined down the line What's your by name? my co host. My name is Joe, as everyone knows, because my charming intellectual voice that soothes everyone's ears on a weekly basis. And I'm joined, as ever, down the line by my co-host, partner in crime and general all-around great guy, Sam Lewis. Oh, wow. I'm really going to have to step up my introduction game because that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you you really do. It's, it's one thing I've highlighted uh, in my in my notes as I've seized this position for a few a few weeks now. But... <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I, I think we should probably start off this this recording with just uh, a little apology for last week. Would you concur? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, we're really sorry, guys, that you couldn't have get your regular fix of UK football takes. We just had a few technical issues on our side on the recording with it being over the Christmas period. But we're going to work hard to rectify that going forward. And hopefully we'll have a great show for you lot today. Yeah, Christmas is a is a tough time to to manage to edit podcast we, we we did record it's just at this point there's no real point um releasing a podcast that's a week out of date really uh, especially when we're we're basically covering everything that we've covered last week this week so not that every podcast isn't worth listening to eh, joe every podcast is obviously worth listening to but and if you can go back and listen to every single one individually about times each. Yeah, nice. That it'd be really, it'd be really helpful for our numbers if you guys could do that. And yeah. we'll send you a used Joe Costanzo T-shirt if you want one. So yeah. it's up for that. Yeah, or just some some uh, socks. I won't say. I wouldn't go near Joe's socks. <laughs> <laughs> My feet are terrible. Okay, so uh, we, we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, we're going to be covering the AFC and NFC playoff pictures. But before we get into that, let's get into the bl- uh, fallout from Black Monday. So um, last week, we we kind of gave our predictions as to uh, some of the coaches that we thought might get fired. As it turns out, um, some of them did and uh, others did. didn't. Yeah, others... absolutely. There weren't as many um, tumbling blocks as we thought there would be. Black no. I think it's one of the fewest firings there has ever been. But the biggest one, in my opinion, wasn't actually a coach. It was Redskins president Bruce Allen being finally let go yeah. by Dan Snyder. Maybe the first positive direction the franchise will take in about 10 years. Yeah, uh, or in case they uh, decide to replace all their medical staff, that would be great too. Um, that, that would help. No, but especially now with Ron Rivera being all looked apart from a few formalities, being looked like he's going to be announced as the head coach of the Rockington Redskins. That should be a good move for them. And a lot of Panthers players, um, Gerald McCoy came out and said it to some Redskins players, that it'll be the best thing that's happened to them in their career. So mm. it would be nice, well, not from my point of view, but see that franchise maybe t- turning a corner and starting to get back to where they were would pre-Snyder. Would it be that nice for you? Really? In the NFC East? If, if the Washington That's what I said, not for, not for me. Just, just as a... For the love as, of the game. For the love of the game, is for the league of the whole. Yeah, exactly. For the league of the whole. <laughs> league as a whole. It was a you mistake. Said the league of a whole. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's all kind of expected that Ron Rivera is going to take that place. It just depends whether or not we can get back to that sort of 2015 form. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, and also, still sticking in that NFC East, it seems Pat Shermer's gone as well. So yeah. the Giants are on their third head coaching search in five years. And when it's hitting that sort of numbers, you've got to think the problems go a little bit above the head coach. They held situation. on to Dave Gettleman, didn't they? They did. They did stick yeah. with that one. But to be fair to him, I know 
uh, Dave Gettleman gets a lot of slack, especially from Giants fans in general, every single year at the draft. But he has actually put some key sort of pieces in there, like Saquon and um, obviously oh, Saquon. That was a that was a hard pick. That one. Yeah, but for his second second overall pick on a running back is is very questionable nowadays in the league when you can get you can get someone in the second or third round most of the time. Um, but yeah, he's he's put the pieces in there to to perform. Yeah. And yeah, Daniel Jones seems like a decent little player, and Dexter Lawrence as well, who they got towards the end of that round after go, get taking Jones higher than anticipated. He he as well looks like he could be a really dangerous piece for that defense, especially if they can sign um Leonard down to a longer term contract. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's just at the end of the day, Pat Shermer just didn't win enough games. That's that's what all, all the Giants press have been saying. It's, it, you can't you can't come in um, and have two under. What, 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 I can't remember what their record was last season. It was four and twelve this season. Um, I think it was, it was similar to that last yeah, year. It was like it was, it was a very much losing record. Yeah, exactly. And then rounding out the NFC East, Jason Garrett expected to have another meeting today with well Tuesday being the day of recording with gone, Jerry Jones. Surely he's got to be gone. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't already gone. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. I was expecting Jason Garrett was on the top of my list for, for the Monday firings. Um, it was kind of surprising for both him and Doug Marone, despite what Doug Marone being basically openly talked about being fired before the Week 17 game. Um, He's got but, a meeting as well today. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 just weird they've held on two days instead of you know just getting it over and done with. I mean... <laughs> Um, Absolutely. Before we do get to the one we all were, knew about for maybe weeks, it seems, with regards to the Redskins, with having let go their head coach early in the year and now they've got rid of the president, do they go forward with Haskins or did, do they follow the precedent that the Cardinals set last year? Like, right, it was a whole different regime. We're going to go with a new quarterback that fits what we want to do. Uh, it depends, to be honest. I think, Ron, I can, I would say stick out our year with Haskins. See what you've got there. Um, if him what, as the what dedicated star. Hear me out here. What about you stick with Haskins for this year? Yeah. And then you pick someone like Tua, who maybe not be ready to play this first year. So after a year, you'll know what oh, you've yeah, got with put Haskins. Tua on that beautiful Redskins medical staff that have got such a. Stellar... Well, you've got to hope whoever they bring in will revamp that medical staff anyway. Yeah, whoever they bring in needs to revamp that medical staff because it's been a consistent terrible thing about the Redskins players are actually worried about going to the Redskins and I would be worried if I was a free agent now you would yeah. take that shot in an instant Joe hey I am a free agent so um so Ron Rivera and whoever Ron the new Rivera, president is if you need a hard me. hard running back then you know what Joe Costanza will get you those tough yards hey man I, I lost a lot of weight since my playing days so I think my four I can hit that four four speed uh, you could not hit four four yeah I can in pads can we do a sandwich bet on that? Uh, how long have I got to train? I'll give you, I want it the day before the kickoff of the 2020 season. That's a long time to train. 4-4 four, four by then. 4-4. Uh, 4-4 four, four. Four, four flat or just in the 4-4s? Four, in the 4-4s. Four, Ooh. I don't back myself at all. Coward. But I'll do it for a sandwich. Yeah. Yes. You love it. All right, but one more one more coach we got to talk about, and it's the one everyone knows. Freddie Kitchens gone from the Browns, and the Browns have uh, confirmed that they are interviewing Greg Roman this week uh, while while we're on a bye. Uh, very sad news for me. <laughs> Obviously, Greg Roman's going to get a lot of attention from NFL um, 
as a, a the NFL head coaching position. I can't imagine. That's why I, I think you're going to go with a similar way with this. It doesn't make sense for because Mayfield is not the same type of yeah, quarterback that Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson has the athletic ability to be run all those times. With someone that's less agile, they're going to take a lot more hits in that sort of system. I think it's just generally. I think Greg Roman's um, general just knowledge of the rushing rushing game in general, and like uh, the fact that Nick Chubb was. For most of the year, the leading rusher on the year until Derrick Henry snagged that up last week. But um, yeah, so you've obviously got talent there with with Nick Chubb. You've got uh, an offense that has shown to be good in the rushing game, so you could expose that. But it's just you won't have the QB the QB talent and the the, the quarterback focus runs that Greg Roman does like to do. Um, I think to be fair, I I can't. If if you're if you're putting it that way, then why what what team would you imagine in need of a head coach? Whoever Cam goes to, whoever Cam goes to, that's a good yeah. shout. But do you think Cam will be the same as a, as a rusher after his injury, or are we going to see the Cam that didn't want to pick up the fumble in the Super Bowl? Oh, that's so rude, <laughs> unbelievably rude. <laughs> um, it's 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 hard to tell, isn't it? Realistically, we've got no ideas of the ins and out of the injury. I'm going to back my boy Cam. Because otherwise it turns me into someone like you, Joe, who's just unbelievably bitter with the world. A negative Nancy, they call me. Um, what, what do you think of Freddie Kitchens' tenure in, in Cleveland? I think it was disappointing, to say the least. It was like a like a fart that you thought was going to be loud, but it just turns out to be a bit of a pew, and then you just end up shitting That'd be an impressive fart. Okay, less impressive. (laughs) I I think the atmosphere around Cleveland is just indicative of his whole reign. The positivity that they went into the season with, to videos emerging this week of Baker Mayfield getting into arguments with his fans before going out to the game, being booed in the stadium. It it hasn't gone well for the Browns. They need someone that could come in, be a bit more of a strong character, and turn that program around. Uh, program. So I was... I'm talking to it like it's almost a college team at this point. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's it's almost like you just saw the stuff that's happening on the sidelines every week on national television, and you're just like, how has he let the personalities on this team just dictate everything that's done? There's, there was no, there was no sort of. Um, I'm sorry to compare it, but as the, if you look at what the Ravens have done this year in terms of getting a team that is focused purely on winning games and purely on each other and the whole team mentality, there's none of that in Cleveland. Everyone's I think just... the difference is that the Cleveland, they came in and brought in a load of superstars. Yes, mm. Lamar Jackson is a superstar after this season and he brought in Earl Thomas. But apart from that, there's very few. And this isn't to take away from their talents at all. A-list sort of players on that roster. Um. Well, yeah. Well, at the start of the season, yeah. But yeah, I, I think as as we've gone on, uh, it's changed. But yeah, I think it's like you said. If Freddie Kitchens has kind of been how it is, he's just failed to sort of control this team, failed to put in that sort of ethos that uh, any successful team that wants to make a deep playoff run needs to have. So uh, I think he he needs to just go back into some sort of assistant assistant coach role. Um, well, the fact is that he's never been an OC, so maybe he'll get a shot there. But no, I don't. I don't think he will. Like, you don't think he'll get a shot? You think he'll have to go back down to positional? Why would you get a shot of being an OC after what what you've done at Cleveland this year? Like, I know it's unfair. It's not necessarily fair on him because he never had a chance of being an OC before he maybe had a head, uh, head coach. But it's just, I can't see a team 
looking at the Browns this year and going, yeah, we'll hire that guy as our offensive coordinator. <laughs> and if you, if they do, then all for me. But, I mean, you're making a, a, a terrible, terrible mistake. Anyway, so apart from uh, Black Monday, now that's all done and dusted in the, in the books, um, let's get into this playoff picture. Let's do it. Yeah, so we got the wild card round in the AFC. We'll start on the AFC and then move over to the the NFC. Um, so the Titans uh, against oh, done it the wrong way. That's the later kickoff, Joe. We'll do that one though first. All right. Well, I go prime time first, my friend. <laughs> so nice. The, the Titans coming in at nine and seven, the sixth seed against the Patriots, twelve and four, the third Sorry, seed. Sorry, the in Patriots. The Indeed. It's World Cup weekend. What's going on? I know. Um. Well, we can we can get into that first. Like the Patriots last week against the Dolphins. What the hell was that? What have I just seen? Like, do you have any input? Like, <laughs> what? well, are you struggling that much? Well, this is the game we needed him back for, and he wants me to say a couple of points. But because he isn't here, he can go no. fuck himself. Yeah, he can. So... <laughs> uh, we, no. We've not even made a comment about Matt not being here at the start of this one. <laughs> no, I think it's just turned out as a regular occurrence now at yeah, this point. It's standard week to week. Well, I think the most impressive thing for the Dolphins going forward is that they managed to finish this season, I think, with five wins. Yeah. They've yeah. got the fifth overall seed pick, so they can get someone pretty good. They've got however many picks in the draft as well, and they've now proven that their coach is the man to take them forward. Yeah, I think it, Brian Flores comes out really great in this year because basically that, that whole organisation took all the sort of key players away away from their team yeah. To to invest you, in the future, you could and he's you still could make an wins. argument. You could make an argument of coach Brian Flores, coach of the year. No. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's a, it's an argument you could be made. No, I I, I genuinely he I won't get, win I get it. That but... point. No, no, of course not. But from from what he's managed to do with the talent he had around him, they went five and four in the last nine games of the season. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Like, uh, I mean, Fit Fitz Magic showed it showed his uh. Metal. It, the the fact that the Dolphins had so much success in the air against the best passing defense in the league is just it's crazy. I mean, I Tom Brady. Just getting on to the actual sort of playoff prediction. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't show much poise last week. Um, he he's kind of regressed back to what he was in his early career, more as like a game manager, in my opinion. In in that he can sort of. He's he's good to have in those situations, and he's experienced. He's been there, but he's he. It's not necessarily physicality wide. He doesn't have where he was four or five years ago. Exactly, and it comes down even to the chemistry with the receivers and everything like that. Julian Edelman was basically just in the game as a as a as a decoy because he was he was basically he's injured. He was injured, but still playing in week seventeen purely as a decoy. Um, didn't show he hasn't shown any sort of chemistry with his other receivers on that offense except Julian Edelman, and I do think they are start really missing Gronk this year, to yeah, be honest. And it, especially, it's a very similar vein to their Dolphins' loss last week when he's coming up against another former Patriot in mm. Mike Vrabel, who has his Titans' defense rolling. They look like a really good defensive side, and especially when this arguably could have been the worst possible matchup in the AFC first round for the Patriots. Indeed. You look at the other two. I think they'd have beaten the other two teams. Well, they've beaten the Bills already twice and the Texans. They lost to the Texans, mate. They lost to the Texans, but I don't see it. I'm not afraid of the Texans in the playoffs. We'll get onto them later on. But the fact is that what you've seen them 
struggle against realistically is that power running game. And then yeah. you come in against Derek Henry, who seems to just get stronger week on week at this point. The new NFL rushing champ. It's just he just looks bigger than everyone else on the field, especially once he breaks through that line of scrimmage and it's safeties and corners trying to tackle him. Derek Henry came into that game, I think, third or fourth in rushing yards without really a scope of being, you know, I'm going to lead the league in rushing this year. And he just basically stole it. He stole it away. He he was determined he's a, he's just a power runner like you can't you you can't he runs through every single arm tackle he the amount of yards after initial contact he's had this year is the majority of his yards it's crazy what he's been able to do is like fascinating to me and the fact that people on the NFL you know he doesn't get like the fantasy praise you might get for oh we have to have a, a running back who can receive the ball it's like no he, he, you don't need it if you invest in a running back who's going to be able to run between the tackles um take on defenders and there there isn't a secondary in the world that can come down there and you know consistently stop Derrick Henry he's just he's just too powerful a runner and what Ryan Tannehill's been able to do this year as well with uh reinvigorating that Titans offense and being able his surprising mobility at times his um accuracy with the football and AJ Brown is a is a great tool on that offense as well I think the Titans have come into this game at nine and seven you might look them off and be like oh, all right it's the Patriots versus the Titans but the Patriots really haven't looked impressive in even in some of their wins this year. And I honestly think, like you said, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick is 50-50 against past New England coaches. So I think... At, if, 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 if You're going to go with the Titans. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I think, Ryan Tannehill, okay. do you know Ryan? I'm gonna I'm gonna convince you a little bit more <laughs> oh, now. Ryan Tannehill's had average about thirty points in his ten starts for the Titans coming in cold. And if you, this is a fact. If if you this year, if you've scored more than seventeen points, you beat the New England Patriots. You mean against them? Yes. If you score more than 17, 17 points or more against the New England Patriots, you will win the game because really. Yeah, uh, if you can't outscore the team that is dead last in defense this year in the Miami Dolphins, how are you going to do against an actual, you know, comp- uh, a competent competent, competent <laughs> defense in Tennessee? Um, and like I said, Julian Edelman's coming into the game injured. I think it fully comes down to if if the Titans invest in their power running attack, Derrick Henry will starts to get going. I think that the Patriots are going to have a tough one, and I can actually I see it. The Titans are going to come away with a victory here. Wow! And if you, you, I thought you'd come in with a bit more gusto, telling me when the last time the Patriots lost in the wild card round would be. I don't know. Do you know? I've got no idea, but it's not going to be this week. I'm going to pick the Patriots. Boring. <laughs> boring, but mate, boring's got me to the top of the leaderboard so far. The top? Oh, don't talk about the leaderboard. That's ridiculous. What do you mean the leaderboard that you've now fallen behind Matt on? Are we are we doing double points? For the um, we'll have to discuss this as a group decision. Well, is, that, I, is that why you're going Titans, just to try and sneak your way back up? I need to go for the underdog each time, otherwise I've got no <laughs> chance. Um, okay, so mo- moving on to the next game in the AFC, uh, we've got the Buffalo Bills against the Houston Texans. The Bills are coming in at eleven and five, and the Texans are ten and six, clinching the AFC they're South. Both, they're both ten and six, aren't they? Oh, I've been a silly. Okay, well they're ten because they lost. It's because they lost to the Jets this week because they didn't play any of their starters. Well, neither of the teams played in the, any of their starters really in Week Seventeen. They're both 
locked into their current seeds before that season yeah. finale. So they're ba- basically you? coming off a bye week. Mm. Well, we can't all have the success that the uh, non-starters did against uh, playoff hopefuls like the Baltimore Ravens did against the Steelers. But, you know, you, you get it what you can in this league. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that when I'm looking at this game, and I'm keen to get your input on this as well, but I think the deciding factor might be that Bills defense and just how phenomenal it's been this year. The stars have particularly looked great against the, against the pass. Um, I think when the Texans win, they have to rely on a big performance from Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and... I was gonna, I was gonna say something very similar. Yeah, I yeah. think the score will depend determine this game. If it's a high scoring game, I fancy the Texans to get that last score on a final drive. If it's a low one, I, I fancy the Bills. You know, it would be nice to see Devin Singletary get more carries because he's he's shown that he can do damage, but he just. The last four weeks, he's had three carries, seven carries, six carries, and four carries. He's averaging 5.1 yards a carry on in the season. Um, he's coming in relief for Frank Gore, but at the end of the day, like this young blood, he's he's got some talent. I don't know why people... Uh, you, how can you have you know six carries, rush for over 70 yards on the game, and just not get more carries than that? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know? Um, so I, I think the Bills might... Yeah, the Texans' rush defense has looked a bit um, shoddy at times this it year. It will be it will be um, reinforced with the return of JJ Watt though this yeah, week. Yeah, coming back off IR, IR, yeah, which indeed. is incredible how quickly he's been able to get back. Yeah, he managed. But that to, does he's got that deer antler spray that Ray Lewis used, mate. Yeah, it does have that bring into question how healthy he will be. But without JJ Watt, I think the Texans would have been real trouble against this Bills team, especially now Josh Allen is starting to hit those deep balls a bit. Yeah, that it does add that extra element to their offense if the bills can avoid costly turnovers they'll win this game i think yeah if, if josh allen is able to be accurate enough to out deshaun watson in that the bills defense is just phenomenal like i said um i think i think i've got the bills in this one to be honest i just think houston hasn't been the most consistent team all year i think the bills I mean, have been more consistently good well than... the bills what the t- Texans have been consistent in is losing in the playoffs. They're Ooh. one of three under Bill O'Brien in the yeah, playoffs. Well, the Bills aren't that good in the playoffs either, mate. Their <laughs> one victory in the playoffs under Bill O'Brien was against Connor Cook and the Raiders. Yeah, I remember, remember that, that. That year where the Raiders were good and then they all got injured, so they just got... They didn't even get beaten that heavily. But who does get he- beaten heavily in the three losses, they've lost by a combined 62 points. A lot of those have been home games as well after winning the AFC South. And 62 is not, well, yeah. It's not it's, good. It's not good. <laughs> it's about an average of three touchdowns. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, yeah, like, as we were saying, it's just it's just consistency. I think, you know, the, the games they've lost, um, they or when they haven't been able to consistently score against... Uh, Teams like the Jags, the Panthers, the Ravens, and the Titans, and yes, yeah, some of them are good defenses, but some of them aren't <laughs> this year. So I just think it really depends what kind of Deshaun Watson performance we get out today. I think Texans run through Deshaun Watson, but I'm going to take the Bills. Well, especially when the, the Panthers, yeah, I am. The Panthers play a very similar defense than what the Bills do, but the Bills yeah. have better players on that as well. Which doesn't fill me with confidence for the Texans' attack, especially they don't have Will Fuller. 
you know they're going to go try and go through DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have a consistent running game. Carlos Hyde's been good in spots, but I don't fancy him against this Buffalo front either. So I think the Bills win this one, and it. And the the question is, if Bill O'Brien loses this one as well, falls to one in four in playoffs, is he starting to feel the hot seat a little bit? I think so. I honestly think, like we said consistently on this podcast, that Bill O'Brien, he, he the Texans faithful are angry at Bill O'Brien consistently every time. It's, he just he just leads them to disappointment every year, and I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of genuine talent on the Texans, and they've invested a lot this year to get a team that's ready to win now. So I think if you don't make a deep, if you don't make at least, yeah, you've got you. He's got to really get it into the AFC. Well, if I was in this, I would say he has to make it to the AFC Championship. I know that in reality, in the NFL, that's not how the world works, but I I just don't think he deserves another shot. Because at this t- at this point the this is probably the best uh, offense they've had. In- well, like like you were saying, they've put all this um, trade capital into yeah. building this team to win now. But I don't look at this Texans team and think they're oh, wow. a real threat to the Super Bowl. Mm. That's true, but um, I mean, they, if they beat if they beat the uh, the Bills, they'll be playing the Chiefs. So. Chiefs in Arrowhead with the noise against Patrick Mahomes, who can absolutely decimate that defense. Where the Chiefs' defense has been pretty good as well in the in the running. Yeah, but they did beat the Chiefs. Didn't they beat the Chiefs through that little streak where it was pretty obvious that Mahomes was slightly injured? Possibly. Um, <laughs> yes, I think so. But uh, at the end of the day, they still have a win's out a win. Team. Yeah, yeah, wins a win. Uh, they're going to come in with that win against the Chiefs and. Uh, well, potentially, if they manage to beat the Bills. But I'm predicting they won't. Anyway, sp- moving over to the NFC uh, picture. And if you'd please enlighten me as to which game is first. I'll, the uh... Vikings are going into New Orleans as the first game. Okay, so we've got the sixth seed Vikings at 10-6 and six against the third seed Saints at 13-3. and three. Um, What are you thinking about this one, Slew? I'll let you start. I'm thinking the Saints that scored like 40 points in the last four games playing at home with that um, mental crowd they've got in New Orleans against Kirk Cousins. And to be perfectly honest, I think that should say enough. Um, And this Saints team, they look so hungry coming into the playoffs this year. They feel they've got robbed the last two years. The crowd are going to be going mad, as I said previously. And the last must-win game for the Vikings was when they played at home to the Green Bay Packers, who have looked a bit shaky at times this year, and they got handily dispatched there against the Saints team that zoned in and needing a win. There's no chance the Vikings come away with a victory. Yeah, I think it, it all comes down to Kirk Cousins. Can he perform oh, that's in the always playoffs? good. Probably not. We haven't seen him perform in the playoffs ever in his career. And... They can't just rely on their defense. I know their de- their defense is great. You get pass rush. They're sixth in the league in sacks. They're third in the league in, in interceptions. They they've shown their bil- ability to turn over the ball and put the offense in good positions. But you can't rely on just Stefan Diggs, especially in the last few weeks. It seems to be that Adam Thielen's just gone completely silent, and Stefan Diggs has to be account for all the aerial production on, on that. Well, especially. Point. Especially as well, you say about how good the Vikings' defense have been, but Drew Brees does not turn the ball over at home. Mm. It just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but also I, I, I don't know. Like 
you, you, I just don't. I can't take anything away from the Vikings defense. I think it's no, the, the Vikings defense has been incredible. That's been the case ever since Mike Zimmer got there. But the defense has never been the problem, and the problem that they've never really addressed has been their offense um, performing in big moments, which just hasn't really done. Yes, they've improved this year under Kevin Stefanski, who I think will probably get a couple of head coaching shots this year. Yes, yeah. whenever the Vikings crash out, which may be after this week. But apparently, I did hear a rumour that apparently the Browns wanted to go with Kevin Stefanski before they went with Hugh Jackson, but their owner overruled the front office staff on that one. And now they're going for big old Greggy. Big Greggy. I thought, well, the Dalvin Cook's coming back. Yeah, he's Dalvin Cook go. is coming back. Hopefully he'll be, he'll be healthy. But and the that's Saints... where all their offence has been this year, really. So you'd hope that Dalvin Cook coming back will take some of the pressure off Kirk Cousins. So if that, if... Well, yeah, if that's the case, that they're hoping that they can run their offense with Dalvin Cook, they're going to really need to shut down this Saints offense because they're not going to be able to keep step to step with them, with their, with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, with just running the ball. It'll be but a time of possession, sort of. Um, they'll, yeah, they'll plan, really need, maybe. they'll really need to keep hold of that ball and keep the yeah. score low if that's the game plan. Oh well, you look at the Saints offense, and we've got so many, so many tools. Uh, Alvin Kamara is yet to break a hundred yards rushing on the season, but he's broken hundred yards scrimmage, scrimmage yards plenty of times. Um, I can't see him having that big a day against the Vikings defense, but who I can see having a massive day like he's had every single year is Michael Thomas. He's had one of the best years a receiver has potentially ever had in the league. Uh, he's <laughs> he's broken the uh, receptions. Uh, record he's absolutely done bits this year and when you when the saints are coming in and second in passing touchdowns and seventh in passing yards the vikings defense are going to be stretched pretty thin i think it's it's not going to be a, a particularly high scoring game but i think there's going to be uh, just... do you think they'll the vikings will try and stick xavier rhodes on michael thomas I wouldn't know because I don't think they stick anyone on anyone. It's just it's just zone coverage, really, isn't it? For the Vikings Vikings defense, um, which if you go play zone coverage all day against Drew Brees, good luck again. Yeah, I know. Well, they, but but like I said, their pass rush has been so good that they, it kind of allows for that. So it really depends. Uh, but I do think the Saints are going to come out with the victory here. I just don't think the Vikings have been. Like I've said before, when I was t- talking about them as a. Um, you know, as a dark horse team, they've. It's not a team that you come out and say, "Oh, well, the Vikings are looking like a Super Bowl team this year." Just like we said about the Texans, you know, there's just not. I don't trust Kirk Cousins enough. I don't think any of the other receivers are going to step up other than Stefan Diggs. So, unless you see a repeat of two years ago, in which case, that would be amazing. I feel they had a better defense then. They were good defense now, but I feel Xavier Rhodes was on the top of his game then. He could take away half the field basically. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel their offense was better as well with Case Keenum than it has been at times this year with Kirk. That That is true. Case Keenum had a great year, though. Like He did, he did have a great year, but it, that just shows that they're not getting, necessarily getting back to that. And Kirk, at one point, was, was looking statistically, at least, like a potential... Yeah, looking MVP statistically, candidate. I don't... Yeah, but sometimes you've got to pass the eye test, which he just doesn't necessarily do. No one's denying that he can't throw, play, throw a great ball and he will put up numbers, but it's just when he crunch time like this is when he has to step up and that's yeah, we saw that that's been the night. issue throughout his whole career. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like 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 I said, we, we saw that against the, the Packers on Monday night football. Like he's just 
it's a prime time thing. It's, we're going to keep saying it until until he says until he steps up, really. So, I mean, I'm I'd be happy to see the Vikings win, just um, just because I'd be happy to to prove every well for Kirk Cousins to prove us all wrong. Yeah, he's a nice guy. No one's yeah. gonna no one's gonna want Kirk to fail. We just think he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about an absolute failure of a team that. Philadelphia Seattle Eagles Seahawks. take on the Seattle Seahawks in our other NFC wildcard matchup. Um, as predicted, the Eagles are obviously going to lose, but let's hear from an Eagle fan himself about why they might not. Right, the Eagles are going to win this game. Carson Wentz, comeback player of the year, undoubtedly. You got an argument against that one before I keep going? The Eagles' injuries. No, why Carson Wentz should be um, comeback player of the year. No, why, why the Eagles will lose. Oh, the Eagles may lose, but they won't because we've got heart, Joe, and that's all that matters. Oh, we're dogs. We're the dogs. We're the underdogs. No, I was saying before this week happened that the one team I thought we could have beaten are the Seattle Seahawks team. I don't Why? like their... I'm not saying we will be. I think we've got a better chance against the Seahawks than we would have done against the Niners. Oh, yeah. So I was watching that game on... Sunday night, and I was absolutely ecstatic when there was that no call on what was clearly a pass interference. Yeah, which is ridiculous. They no calls this year. They didn't <laughs> overfall. But then, but then the Seahawks at the same time they took a delay of game penalty from basically the one yard line because it seemed like they were just trying to get Lynch back in the game to almost compensate for messing up in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Those yeah, I didn't get that. You didn't see that? No, I did. I didn't get that. I didn't understand why. Why they? Why they just took it? Just like. It makes no sense. Just lie. If you don't have a play, just line up and throw it out the back of the end zone. You've still got two more downs. Now you've got this situation where they're shot, stopped short, they lose out, and the SA complaining because they should have had a PI. But it doesn't matter because you still have the ball on the one yard and you should have been able to score. Sneak it. Do anything sneak. at that position. Just literally sneak the ball. Like, there's a chance, there's a, there's a decent percent chance you'll get one yard on a sneak at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I, I well... No, but the other thing as well is that Seahawks rushing attack without Chris Carson does not scare me. When they go into Travis Homer against Mar- over Marshawn Lynch, who did not look in great shape, he had a couple of decent runs, but yeah, he, he doesn't fright he doesn't frighten me in the way that Marshawn Lynch frightened yeah, me three is, years ago. This is first day back after. So yeah, what? How much better is he going to be in a week? Yeah, I know, but I mean, he has to acclimatize. I know he's obviously played for the the Seahawks before, but he has to still acclimatize this this year's Seahawks team. Yeah, absolutely, offense. and he has to do that, and he's not in that position yet. And this Eagles run defense has been pretty good. The the players that are coming up for the Eagles have stepped up big time. And yes, you can say we've only beaten whoever, but we've still beaten them. And Carson Wentz is making heroes out of fucking everybody. I've been looking at Boston Scott jerseys online because he's an absolute boy. What a find he was. Greg Ward, absolutely playing out of his skin. Dallas Goddard covering for Zach Ertz, who doesn't have a rib anymore, but it looks like he'll still play. The unfortunate thing is that we have lost Brandon Brooks for the playoffs now. He mm. dislocated his shoulder that required surgery. That's going to be a huge loss. Yes. So One I want to say the Eagles... injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's only been a few injuries, but the defence steps up hugely especially that there was that one play which was the epitome of his Eagles defense was when Brandon Graham came through Fletcher Cox forced the fumble after uh, who was it that dropped it what's he called Giants quarterback 
I'm going mad. What, Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, there he is, Mr. Boring. And then Malcolm Jenkins, or Malcolm Jenkins forced it out and Fletcher Cox scooped it up. It's like, that is the spine of our team. And if they can play to their ability, then the pieces around them who are all stepping up, I think we can beat the Seahawks team. I'm going to go with the Eagles at home. Super Bowl, here we come. I can't believe this. This is so stupid. Okay, oh, if, so, I, yeah, okay whoa, whoa. if I hadn't gone for them, you would have accused me of being fake and not true to myself. So I'm in a no-win situation here, Joey. Yeah, I'm just saying be a realist here, man. I'm just saying, all right, Seahawks got Jadavian Clowney back plus, last week. Plus, the plus before I do, we only just lost them last time we played them. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's a close game. And since then, Carson Wentz is playing back to where he was more in 2017. I think this is a game we can legitimately win. That's You're not saying even be- Carson Wentz is playing like an MVP candidate. Right now, yes, absolutely. All right, mate. He okay. won't win it because he's only been doing it over the last few games of the season. But I think he's absolutely playing at that sort of level again. As I was saying, Jadavian Clowney is back. He played against the 49ers. He's going to provide a boost to that rushing defense. Your injuries are the biggest concern on your teammate. The Brandon Cooks, Brandon Brooks, sorry like you said, is, is out of the game. Deshaun Hall, and uh, defensive end, is out of the game. Your Zach Ertz is questionable. Miles Sanders is questionable. Lane Johnson is questionable. Jalen Mills is questionable. And Nelson Aguilar is questionable. So I think, I mean, obviously a lot of those are questionable. They're probably going to play, but you're not 100% on a lot of your key talent this year. Um, your secondary has been terrible, continuously caused issues all year. And I think Russell Wilson's an MVP candidate. He's been near perfect this year. He would have been MVP if the league hasn't hadn't been blessed by Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman's <laughs> offense. Russell and Wilson will spend more time on his back than he will throwing touchdowns this week. I will give you that. The Seahawks O-line is the biggest concern. They get their ninth in the, in sacks allowed this year. Um, and the Eagles have got a notoriously good d- defensive line. But... Like I said, Deshaun Hall's out. So, and the secondary, I just think is gonna. I think Russell Wilson's gonna expose that. Um, I honestly don't think you guys have much of a chance, mate. I'm just being honest. I think the Seahawks are gonna being win rude this is what you're handedly. being. Um, they're probably gonna get up early, get in front of you, and then um, give the ball to Marshawn Lynch and just run out the second half of the game. I reckon twenty-eight to seven. 28 to 7 I will sandwich bet you that it's not even we've already got a sandwich bet on this one don't we yeah I've got a sandwich bet that the Eagles are going to be one and done in the playoffs well we oh yeah you had that on your thing but also we said a couple of weeks ago that if it was the Seahawks playing the Eagles then we'd have a sandwich bet on this particular game I'm going to have to rewind that podcast to uh, go for it mate I can do a sandwich bet I'll take the Seahawks yeah why not go for it mate you're going to be tasting those salty tears right in or what? I don't know how that was going to go there. Yeah, I so, don't know what you... Salty tears right in the what? In the bread it was going to be, but then I was like, I want that bread, so please don't cry on my sandwich. I want that bread. I want that bread. The Eagles are winning this one. Oh, breaking news, by the way. Um, the Redskins have indeed hired Ron Rivera. Five-year five year contract the, while we've been press. talking. And I think the Panthers, since they fired Ron Rivera, have shown how valuable he can be as a coach because they've completely imploded yeah. since getting rid of him. They went they went from being okay to just really dog on trash, a shit sandwich as you as you may expect. So, uh, well, good on the Redskins, mate. Good on them, but bad on the Redskins. Uh, bitter rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to lose. Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to be in the divisional round next week. And then lose. No, we're going to win that as well. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You're nine and seven. 
I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I know this has happened before. And there's seven and nine Seahawks beat the Saints. But it's just not going to happen. This is not All realistic. Right. You can keep that. We don't need your support, Joe. You we feed off hate. Secrets. We feed off the hate. Well, speaking about hate, I'd hate to bring it to an end, but we've got to finish up the show. Um, I have been Joe, and you can follow The Dropback on Instagram and Twitter at The Dropback. Uh, on Facebook at the Dropback UK. Keep up with our articles and shenanigans generally at www.thedropback.com. As I said, I've been Joe. I've been Sam. And good night. <laughs>